Popeye, now you're the king of spinach in a battle for Olive's love. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. I'm Sean. And I'm oh. Joe. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Joe. I'm here too. I said that with you in guys. like a denouement way. Let's, uh, I forget. It hasn't. It hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not in the room you... with you. So it's yes, yeah. this is their way of knowing that. Even though I think we alluded to that fact in the previous last week's episode, we said that Joe wouldn't be here for this one either. So. For those of you now uh, wondering where Joe is for some weird reason, uh, he's not with I'll us. I'll never tell. Yes. He's in Catalan. You'll never tell because uh, he's on the search for Carmen San Diego. I've made that joke only once before, so I'm allowed to make it at least one more time. I think he's in Chechnya this time. So, guys, today we're talking about Popeye. It's our first licensed game. Uh, Sean really wanted to include Kung Fu in that, but I, I can't because <laughs> it's just an adaptation of a game of a movie All right, that Mike, we then get gets it. a game. It's very confusing. Popeye, on the other hand, everybody knows Popeye. He's been around since like the 30s or 40s. And Miyamoto absolutely loves Popeye. I love it. It's it's very strange. We talked about this, Sean and I, on the Donkey Kong episodes. But Miyamoto has wanted to make Popeye uh, ever since the original Donkey Kong. In fact, the original Donkey Kong game had Popeye in it. And then they were like, nah, this isn't kosher. You can't do this because... Popeye is uh, Popeye. We don't own the rights to that, so you got to make uh, something else. He goes, "Okay, what about King Kong?" And they were like, "Could see a lawsuit, but okay, well, it's better than nothing." <laughs> so there was that. Uh, they couldn't get so they couldn't get the rights, but finally in 1983, he's able to get his vision to come true and see uh, Popeye in a game for the arcade that only in 1986 comes to the NES. But I have to stress that it was a launch game. For the Famicom. Wow. It's the it's the final launch game of the Famicom for us to cover because the other two were Donkey Kong and Nung Young Jr. Dude, that's so, interesting that they would just... I mean, I guess they were trying to put their best foot forward in America, but uh, it's interesting that it was a launch title in Japan and didn't really come to America until after they had put out their launches for the NES. Yeah, know? yeah. I, I, I did notice that too, and I wonder why that is if it's just that... Maybe it was still popular in the arcades and mm-hmm. they didn't want to make it Step available on, on a toes, home yeah. route or if they just... I really can't tell you, but one thing that's to note is if you look at the arcade version of Popeye... Oh, it's a completely different looking game. It looks great. Yeah. And this game looks so rushed and mm-hmm. we'll get into that in a minute, but it's just very interesting that like they couldn't polish it even more for the 1986 release on NES. They just decided to do a straight port with some you know English localization. But before we talk about that, we got to talk about first impressions. So, Sean, what's your first impression of Popeye? Um, so I go into every game blind, and in the first one, in my first run through, I was completely confused as to what I was supposed to be doing. I was about to go to the manual um, like a smart person, but I decided I'd keep going. I eventually got um, <clears throat> got the gist of the rules, and um, I actually had a bit of fun playing this game. Great, Sh- uh, Sam. Uh, so I did read the manual first before I played this one, and so I figured out what I was supposed to do, which I guess was helpful, but uh, it didn't overwhelm me. I thought that the music was really good, first off, um, and it looked kind of nice sometimes, but that was that was about it. 
Okay. And uh, Joe? I had a little bit of a, an interesting first impression. Uh, a lot of these NES games have, have like, sounds when you move or um, or just, like, a lot of crazy sounds, and they get a little annoying. And my first impression of this one was that these sounds were kind of low-pitched and a lot more pleasing to hear, a lot less annoying and, like, grating. Uh, yeah, I think I think for sure, to, you know, to your and Zam's point, the, the music in this game is really polished, and even that intro, like, what a faithful intro to Popeye. Right, it's Popeye. Uh, and also, I just kind of started, uh, I didn't know what to do at first either, so I was just like, I guess while I'm trying to figure it out, I'll collect these pedals that are dropping. And then after a while, I was like, oh, that's all I had to do, was collect the pedals. <laughs> so I figured it out. All right. And so my first impression of this game is actually different than Sam's in the sense that I didn't feel like this was an NES game. Uh, it felt almost Atari 2600-like to me. It was very, um, you know, the stairs definitely, the graphic of the stairs are right out of Atari 2600. But even just the limitations of, like, you can't jump. You know, you can't punch Brutus unless you have the spinach thing. Like, I get that those are gameplay restrictions, but it just, it all felt very um, old school old school that's, in that Atari yeah. 2600 sense that I just, I wasn't jiving with that. That's what I meant when I said it's very NES, just like as a, it's very old school gamey. That's just gotcha. what, I, okay. what I meant from that. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about the objective of the game real fast. Your Popeye, uh, Olive Oil is kind of like in the top right of the stage uh, for the most part, and she is either giving you, depending on the level, she's either giving you hearts to collect, or she's giving you music notes, or she's giving you uh, cries for help, a cry for help, (laughs) H E L P. Uh, So you have to collect those as Popeye through uh, going through the different platforms and stuff like that. So it is a platforming game, all while avoiding obstacles like Brutus and. the bo- beer bottles he throws, and if you can find the sea hag, if you play the game enough, she'll show up and start dropping skulls. The vulture, the uh, vulture is there. There's a lot of uh, different the big things. Man. Yeah, the vulture. It's like I'm talking like the Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Like, the vulture shows up. I think the vulture had a name in the manual. I I, I think it did too. And I know that all of the characters are actually in. Papa Bluto, yeah, sorry, not Brutus. I don't know why I said Brutus. Okay, I, uh, I was gonna ask. They about say that. Brutus. Is it is it, is it Bluto? Brutus? It's Bluto. It is. They do say Brutus too, though, in the manuals. But I'm seeing Bluto like that's how that's what I knew at least. Like no, I always up. thought it was Pluto, but I probably just misheard no, it. No, Pluto when I was a kid. is <laughs> yeah. Pluto's a dog. Well, I know, a, yeah, I know the other Pluto, dog. but I've just which Goofy has no reaction to. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, yeah just I'm another, into that. Yeah. Um, uh, I also was going to ask on the back of the box, does it just call her Olive? Yeah, it just calls her Olive. Huh. Because it's olive oil, uh, right? Yeah, olive oil. Oil is her last name. Oil, oh, yeah, O-I-L, oh, yeah. not O-I-L. It's just a casual, it's a casual word. Yeah, they know on a first name basis. Oh, okay, so I always just assumed olive oil was her full first name. All right, so before we go any further, because I, I, you know, like, we could go into, like, the fact that Sweet Pea's in this game, too, but, like, who cares, right? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Sweet Pea is the baby on the second, uh, oh, second yeah, level yeah. that you can, like, touch for 500 points <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez um. so anyway if it wasn't clear this is like you know a collectathon yeah <laughs> but without the you know adventure aspects of a collectathon you're just collecting the hearts the music notes or the screens yeah. for help but there, there there's a couple uh there are some interactable uh elements to each level mm-hmm. um you can 
you can punch a barrel and have Bluto uh, get stuck in it for a little bit, and then you can you can collect all of the hearts that you desire. Um, or in the uh, the city level, you can get onto a catapult and get some extra points that way, and also get to the top of the stage. Um, it, they've got a little bit of uh, of differences. Yeah, I like that there was something. Yeah, there was a different design in each stage, mm-hmm. but also just a different like, like a unique stick. yeah like yeah. a stick to it. Uh, but just having like one additional yeah, thing wasn't really like enough to save this game. You're exactly. still just right getting collecting things and that and avoiding a guy, and that's it. One thing I would like to note, though, in terms of the spinach power up, uh, is that there. As I was not reading the manual, I would see this little shrub show up in the corner, and it would just start changing levels, and I'm like. Why is this shrub moving around? Yeah, and I thought. It, yeah, I read the manual and I forgot about it because it doesn't really look like spinach. It doesn't. Also, it also looks like you can't interact with it because it's usually behind. Yeah, first thing yeah. that uh, that Sam did to me was like he that thing popped up and I was like, "What is that?" And he punches <laughs> it. And I'm like, "You can't!" And then he's like turning purple. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "What's going on?" And then, and then, then I was like, "That's the spinach." Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they left it out of the NES port. Wow. wow. <laughs> well, I'll be but, honest. This is all. Completely new to me. I did. I saw. <laughs> I saw that shrub going around. I thought you couldn't interact with it. I did. Didn't even. I didn't even try to. Because go over it's behind to the it. stairs. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't look like you can. It doesn't it look interactable. The thing about yeah. the spinach is, if you get the spinach, Brutus runs away from you, and he can run faster than you can. I I love how we're just going to continue to change. Brutus. Brutus. Brutus, 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 Brutus yeah. We should. They're leaving it open ended. We might as well. Yeah. yeah. Mister X. <laughs> yeah. He so he runs away from you. When you get it, which is kind of fun, but also, like, I really want to punch him. Yeah, but you should use that time to get the collectibles instead. Oh, and just for the record, the vulture's name is Bernard. Oh, of course that it is. It, yeah. That's obvious. Uh, and some real Popeye fans going to be like, no, that's just what Nintendo calls him. Yeah. His name's not Bernard. Why are you always so angry with the fans, man? No, no, no. I think it's actually, I think it's a fun thing that the fans and I have as a feud. <laughs> Everybody the needs someone to hate. I might as well be the heel of the, the imaginary show. Imaginary furious fans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so did anybody else feel that way about the graphics, though, for this game? Like, oh, lacking yeah. compared to every game we've seen so far? I mean, they're definitely still identifiable. Like, yeah. they are. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's not like he's blocks. Good... Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. he's made I know, I know. Yeah. But they could, they could still just be, like, a bad silhouette. They had a, they had a recognizable silhouette. Um, they're, they've got, they're pretty big sprites in terms of, like, at least Bluto Brutus and Olive Oil. They look like each other. They look like themselves. Um... <laughs> Popeye though looks like he um like he he had anemia for a while and like his Jeez. like he, he had scoliosis and got kind of short. He's yeah. always looked like that in the cartoons though too. A but no, bit, I like... mean he looks too small. He looks just way too small compared to the compared rest to of them. yeah compared to Bluto. Like yeah. uh, you know Bluto takes up so much of the screen and there are times where he'll just like he'll just jump down. Yeah, he'll yeah. jump oh, onto man. a platform, yeah. punch I... you, and that's <laughs> I it. Like, I that that got me a little angry, but. Sometimes he doesn't even jump down. Sometimes he just reaches down and hits you, like reaches down to another level. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Um, So I got to say that even though sometimes the AI is frustrating, it's frustrating to deal with him and jumping down and things, I do think that it's pretty good AI because it's not like he's constantly hunting you down. Like they get, he goes back and forth sometimes, 
Sometimes he'll throw bottles at you. Sometimes he'll jump at you if he's near you. Um, it, and he telephones his attacks. Yeah, like, yeah. You do see him kind of like wind up for them, but you have to be paying attention. And but again, I do want to disagree with you real fast on the um, on the bottles because sometimes he'll throw mm-hmm. four or five bottles. I'm like, oh great, I just got to punch him, no big deal. And then he'll just go right into throwing another set of four or five, and oh, it's like it's super. Sometimes I have three times in a row. Like he would just take like one additional step, and then be like, "Might as well throw these bottles again." Like, see, I didn't even know that you could punch the bottles out of the air. I you were like, dodging the bottles. I was just running away from the bottles and going to the next. You made level. this game very hard on yourself. I know. I know. I thought I knew the punching it. was only for getting the spinach. <laughs> I knew it, and I still didn't punch the bottles. I don't know. I just <laughs> not sure why. I, I tried to get points wherever possible because again, I was thinking about your high score because yeah. I said, eh, "Maybe I should change my way of thinking about how I play these games." Because you know, just to run through it real fast, let's let's just break it down level by level, if you guys don't mind. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we got level one. Uh, you're you got Popeye's house and yeah. Olive Oil's house like in the top. Town. It's like yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I thought what was interesting is in this first level, you see how many hearts you need to collect. Like each one fills up, and then uh, it tells you when you're done that you you know like the end of the stage. That level. Anybody feel like it was too easy, too hard for a first level? What, I feel any like thoughts? Was, I feel like it was fine. It was easy enough so, to give you the like the opportunity to try and do the little, the cheeky little thing where you drop the bar- the barrel on him. Yeah, I thought that was like you have to really time that, Joe. Yeah. Did you try that? You know what? I'm as I'm listening to you guys, I'm thinking like I didn't get a lot out of this game because I I just <laughs> went through the levels and just collected the stuff and went on to the next level. And then after I was done, I was like, huh. I just collected a bunch of things. I didn't do anything with the really much of the interactables at all. I was just yeah, like, so yeah, this I'm is collecting and I'm doing fine, so I just kept doing that. This is a really hard thing to do, but you you basically hit a punching bag uh, at the top of the stage and it knocks itself into the the was it like a bucket of water or something. And if Brutus is perfectly in the center of the stage, it will fall on him and you'll get a thousand point bonus and he'll be like temporarily paralyzed. Well, actually, in the if you read the manual, okay. you actually get more points if he's on the lower part of the screen. The lower oh level. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I never even tried it on anything other yeah. than the tallest yeah. part. So if the you first get, thing I tried to do. Because it's harder to time it when he's, I guess they fit, that's what they figure. It's harder to time it when he's uh, far, oh, absolutely. far beneath yeah. you. But I, I feel like you have to go all the way to the top of the screen to do this. He's going to jump but, up to you at that point. Yeah, but <laughs> also all the hearts fall on the bottom of the screen. And so it's kind of, there's no real incentive to get up there and do it because then you're going to have to go down there anyway. Yeah. It would just be for the points. But I feel like gameplay-wise, there's no real incentive to go up there. So if you don't collect these mm-hmm. hearts or whatever the current collectible is, they go all the way down to the bottom of the screen and then they land in the water, in which case they, like, you know, a timer shows yeah. up and things get really intense and yeah, it's like, you saw, oh, you I got to go this before it's too late. But you felt like it's a it's a pretty long timer, isn't it? I, I felt like it never really, like, you know, when they would hit the bottom and it would, like, be alerting me. I would like, I, I run can... down there and get it. But after a while, I was like, wait, is it ever going to go away? I mean, how much time do I have? Because I feel like I never felt like I was actually really in danger of losing them. No, I completely agree that I, I was acting like very, even before they would even touch the ground, I would just hang out down there because I was like, I can't miss these. Like, right. I'm going to lose a life. But I agree. The, I will say that I do know that the timer does eventually run out and the, that will cost you a life. But it does take a lot of time and, you know. It's maybe a little too generous yeah, I think for so. an old Miyamoto standard. You know, yeah. like there's a guy who the, wanted to be hard in his video games. Does it cost you a life as soon as you lose one? 
as soon as you lose the one. Yep. Oh, really? I didn't. I mm-hmm. didn't realize that. Um. So that that's yeah. kind of harsh. So maybe that makes sense that they gave it such a long timer. But I never actually tested it to be like how much can I get away with. I was always yeah. Like, but it is a, it is a while. It's pretty much like the whole duration of that that uh sound effect that goes on during that that part of the game. Yeah. Uh, So then we get to the second level. Now we're in the city, and uh, you have that seesaw that we were mm-hmm. talking about. To uh, what would you call it? Like a catapult, more yeah, right? I right? Guess so. yeah. You jump on it from a platform, and then it bounces uh, you off the floating dude. Right, and Sweet well, Pea is only up if he's the, in the right spot. Yeah, though. Sweet Pea is on the right spot, and you can touch the like whatever he's on that floating thing, and that'll <laughs> give you additional points. And then you get back to the top of the stage. But this time you're collecting music notes, and I don't know, did it feel like there were less notes than hearts? I mean, maybe it was just because they arranged them differently, but it definitely looks like it's a shorter level overall. Yeah, it just feels very fast. And I mean, like, I like that, you know, Cry the the Song or whatever is is the thing that you have to collect. I thought that was neat, and that wasn't the hearts again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I didn't notice it was shorter. But one one cool thing I noticed about the, the seesaw part is that Brutus slash Bluto slash Hector or slash whatever. Donkey Kong, the big Donkey man. Kong, yeah, <laughs> Mister X. Uh, he will also do that. Use that to get back to the top. Yes. Oh so yes, I yeah, I have that, seen yeah. him use it. Yes, yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat too. And uh, then we move on to the third level, which is on a boat. And uh, the Bernard the Crow or Vulture. Vulture. I don't know why I said crow. It's clearly not a crow. Everything could be anything we interpreted in this Everything game, is open it? for interpretation, Joe, around here. Uh, he puts olive oil up on the top of the boat, and then you have to collect her cries, cries for help. help. Like, did this seem very dire? It was very strange. At first, I was trying to figure out what it spelled. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to spell something. And then it's just H E L P over and over. And then. I just see these lines show up at the bottom, and I'm I'm like, am I is my game glitching out? And then it turns out that it's a ladder. So at least now it's like it's in the game. What you're, like whatever you're trying to collect. I don't know right. how her cries for help turn into <laughs> wooden planks, but um, at least like they're having an effect on the game environment. I guess. Right. I I, I thought that at first too, but then I, you kind of realize like, well, but the ladder being on the screen doesn't actually like you don't even use the ladder at the end, so it's still just. You just collect things, and once you're done, you win. Could so you didn't... could you use that ladder? Like yeah. I tried to. I used I, it. I never was able to. I'm talking about the one in the middle of yeah, the yeah, stage. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I could but, not uh, but, use it. I just mean to say that, like at the end, when you get the ladder, like you don't have to even climb the ladder and get to olive oil. It's just like, oh, you got a ladder now. You won. So it's like kind of the same <laughs> as the other levels, but now use there's just a want. visible ladder. Right, whereas, like, the Donkey Kong way to go about it would have been that you have to, like, reach olive oil, not just collect yeah, her exactly. cries for help. <laughs> uh, and anybody else feel weird about the fact that, like, there's no, you know how, like, it showed you how many hearts you needed, it showed you, uh, like, the, the musical score and what you were collecting the yeah. notes. There's nothing I think here maybe for the that, help. That may have been a decision to make it a little bit more tense. I don't know. Right. Who to... knows when this level will end? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, and also, uh, it does each each letter you collect does give another rung of the ladder. 
So I guess right. those yeah, that's are what like, we mean. Yeah. I was, but no. Yeah. To be honest, I until Joe said that, I wasn't putting that together, and I never did in the game. <laughs> uh, so thank you for pointing that out, Joe, because I had no idea why that ladder was like changing forms. <laughs> I was never associating it with the uh, H E L P letters. Right. Well, I, yeah, so, I didn't notice it the first time on that round either, which is why when I realized that, I was like, "Oh, that it's kind of arbitrary in the end." I mean, other than the fact that you can't actually climb it during the level. <laughs> So then, so then you beat the game essentially, and uh, you go back to the first level because it is just an arcade thing. And I thought, like, oh, that's there's not much to this game. But then uh, the sea hag comes into the mix, and she is like really tough. Yeah, uh, I. She changes the game t- altogether. I couldn't. I couldn't get past like the fourth level because of it. I just stopped. <laughs> Joe, did you get to the sea yeah. hag? I got to the Sea Hag, but I didn't get past it. Uh, like, I don't know if on another cycle around, if it then adds another enemy. I don't know, but... It, it does not. I know that much. Uh, I was able to get to that part, uh, like, a, the not... What was the it? The third cycle? The seventh round. Yeah. 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 Right. And no, nothing extra is added. Just keeps getting harder. But, like, wow, it does it get harder. Because even those those skulls that she drops, they just seem to, like... They seem to drop down to your level whenever, and even if you like are trying to pass them, they'll just drop down to your platform as you're getting there. So to dodge the skulls, the beer bottles, and Bluto, like that's a lot. That's a lot of on a person. Right. Yeah, and after a while, Bluto starts to like become a lot less predictable of when he's gonna like jump down. He just he just does it. Yeah, and he it makes could, this. I mean, like because there aren't as many rules that your enemies have to follow it kind of turns into a mess like it it it's a little not just a little hectic but because you can't even predict how the enemies work anymore uh it it's it it really takes away the fun in in donkey right, kong some of it comes down to luck yeah in donkey kong and donkey kong junior i thought that the difficulty scaled very well on the nes ports mm-hmm. that it was like Naturally, the second time you go at these levels are going to be harder, but they weren't impossible by mm-hmm. any means. I'm not saying Popeye became an impossible game. That would be silly to say, because if you're good at this game, you could definitely keep going for a while. But the difficulty for the average user ramps up considerably all of a sudden, almost out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, just because of the introduction of so many different enemies. And to Sean's point, the randomness in the AI with the, you know, the few options they have, but the, but the fact that their options are devastating just kind of like really makes the you know additional rounds of this game really hard to do but i never was n- i never like lost enough lives to not see it through and ending the first time around oh, like yeah. the first phase the first 3 levels of the game i think are designed in a way to help like the average user get through them uh, without much effort okay so since we're not fans of the animation or anything like that i just think it's kind of important that we talk about the effect that this would have had if th- Popeye was the Donkey Kong game. Like, if they got away with that, right? Let's say they had the license. Could you imagine what Nintendo would be like now that there might not be a Mario, there might not be a Donkey Kong. Popeye is, like, their their flagship brand, right? <laughs> like, their main character. And they're, like, they don't even have full ownership of this thing. Like, we have to assume that the mm-hmm. game industry is only the way it is today because they couldn't make that Popeye game. I mean, oh, I mean, I never really... Thought about it that way. <laughs> it may. I mean, Nintendo may not have even taken off like they did. I think that case. if you had Donkey Kong that same way, but it yeah, was, it was with like Popeye characters, yeah, it might have been even more popular hmm. than Donkey Kong. 
Well, the but then uh, I don't anime... I don't know if they would have gone on to make more games with those characters. Like they would have just oh, what's their next game? Like there's our Popeye game. You know, oh, I hear what you're saying. Right, been right. able to like go on and be like, all right, what's next with these characters? Like they did yeah. with the characters in Donkey Kong. Every game would be a battle. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's my my little uh like alternate history take on it. Um, I think that because of the way that we've talked about the way that Nintendo kind of designs their games, where they have a mechanic in mind and they just base it around like a little block at first, they probably would have come up with Super Mario Brothers. Um, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, with or without Donkey Kong, it just may have been a different character. Super Popeye. Super. I mean, I don't know if it would have if it would have <laughs> kept it with. Popeye. I know. I know. I am saying that the reason why I think they would have continued with Popeye is just because at this time, even though Nintendo has been around since 1880 something, we have Popeye would have been like their first major success. Like you remember, Doug Young made them like a billion dollars, like <laughs> like a ton of money. Like the quarter people underestimate that, like just because the game cost you a quarter, everyone in America and Japan and Europe is putting in quarters. Those games add up real fast, and it's like, it's harmless. I'm just putting it in a quarter, but everybody's doing it, you know? Yeah. So they would have made so much money off of that that I don't think they would have said, like, no, nah, Popeye's not the answer. Let's make another game. Like, they I mean, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying that, like, maybe there'd be more Popeye games, but I think that those uh, a game like Mar- Super Mario Brothers would still exist. Maybe it wouldn't be as popular. Maybe it wouldn't have had as much time put into it, but I think, like, the skeleton would still be there. I think it depends on if they made Popeye jump or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that if they were to if they were to continue with Popeye, they would be like, "Well, we need to make I feel like they would have felt tied to like the style of that game. Like we need to make this a Popeye game so it has to feel like the last Popeye game." Um, right, right. I don't know that they necessarily would have, and it's definitely fun to think about like if they would have if 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 we just think about the idea of like let's have Popeye replace Mario in history. And, like, there would have just been this crazy, like, <laughs> resurgence of Popeye. We'd have, like, Popeye Odyssey now. or you're just, Popeye you know, Racing. And just, yeah, just, yeah. There are already, yeah, it's true. There are already, like, comparisons between Mario and Mickey Mouse. And I just wonder, like, you know, now you would have had two animation characters be like, oh, well, Popeye and Mickey Mouse, like, those are the two big things. It's like, you know, I'm glad we don't have to answer this yeah. question. Let me put it that no, way. You like, know what? I want to try one more time. <laughs> yeah, I, I have okay. one more thing. That makes them a huge amount of money in the 80s. And then people get sick of Popeye, and then Nintendo folds. Yeah, and it's awful, right? Yeah. After they release the Popeye 64, it just doesn't work. It's like, called, the actual console is called the Popeye 64. The Popeye 64. <laughs> uh, and now one other question. Uh, something I maybe want to make like a regular question when the game is applicable is... How would you guys improve this game if you were the designer of this game? You know, knowing everything you know today. So not saying you're restrained to 1986 or 1983. I would I would have it be more fun to punch things and have it be more punching focused, I think. Because Popeye's got those big beefy arms and he's what? He's punching bottles and a bird. <laughs> and, right. and spinach. Bird. And, that, and that's it. <laughs> and skulls, I guess. But it's just, there's a lot of punching that he does... I feel like as his character that you don't get to do. I I 100% agree with you that if we're assuming that like, and we're remembering that the Popeye cartoon is all about like, he eats his spinach and he has gigantic biceps, right? (laughs) It's like, how is that not like a huge part of the game that like Popeye feels really weak in this game? Yeah, yeah. like he should I'm be just running away the whole time. And you should, yeah. you know, like you sh- there should be other enemies 
that you're just constantly doing it. Like, yeah, I get that Brutus is in the way and stuff like that, but like Bluto should have been able to just been like a side character and you could just, you know, I mean, like I, as Popeye take out think, like other enemies. I think we're also, so if we want to make it a game that, that sort of fits the Popeye mold, I don't think we're the people to answer that because I don't think we know what Popeye is usually supposed to be about. Right. Uh, so like he usually uses violence as the last straw, right? Yeah. Maybe this true. should have been like, uh, a game in which you try to talk yourself out of uh, dangerous situations. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, or that, or you have to get to the spinach. You have to get. Isn't yeah. that how it usually? He's weak until he eats the spinach. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That like he, you would the the game would be more focused on like ramping up to being able to fight actually. Because that's what every episode, I mean, from what I remember, that's how every episode went. So the spinach yeah. is almost like it's the catalyst of yeah, making right. him... As opposed to being the afterthought that it is in this current form. Right. But I think if I were to take this game and just make tweaks to it, I think the biggest thing for me is those those interactable like objects. I would make them more like necessary and prominent. So yeah. it doesn't yeah. feel like you're just collecting things. It's like, oh, but... Or at least more... Not nece- It doesn't have to be necessary, but like more rewarding. Because, yeah. like, I'm usually a guy who, in a game like this, I don't usually focus much on score unless it's, like, the only goal. But if the goal is just to get to the end of the game, I don't really care about this thing that just ups my score. But if something helps me along, you know, get through a level, then I would be more likely to, like, look for that. Right, right. Okay, this game did get a sequel, though. Oh. <laughs> Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. I've been, I've been holding <laughs> out Popeye on this. Super Brothers. Uh, it, was, it was a sequel that only when it came out in Japan. It uh, did not come to the States. And it was an English teaching game, very much like Donkey Kong Jr. Math. And by that, I mean, like, almost exactly like Donkey Kong Jr. Math, where it takes Donkey Kong Jr.'s arcade game and then just reimagines it as the math game. It did the same thing here with Popeye, where Popeye is, you know, put it, punching the numbers in to form <laughs> English sentences wow. and teaching Japanese players English. At least he's punching more things. Yeah. So that was the more. only other game in their education series that never came here, of course. The Dungeon Junior Math is the only education series game in their Black Label um, NES launch games. So just thought that I had to throw that out there because, you know, we know that one out of three people likes education series games. That's true. One out of four people. <laughs> one out of four people. Yeah, yeah. I would like to play it. I mean, I don't know how to play it. Because I don't know Japanese, but, but you know right. English, so you'll probably be really yeah, good. Yeah, you might be able to play this one. Uh, you would like to play that. I would like to play that. I would we, like to try it. All right, maybe we'll try and do a bonus episode sometime. Yeah, if we can track it down. Yeah, if we can track that down. Uh, their Famicom games are actually not that. They're they're a little cheaper actually really? because they're. It depends on the game, of course, but okay. there was an overabundance of those as opposed <laughs> to like these earlier NES games, like Doug Young Junior Math. It's like good luck getting your hands on that cartridge. It's expensive. <laughs> Uh, all right, so with that in mind, let's go right into the Essential Games list. All right, it's the Essential Games list, and this time we're trying to figure out if Popeye is essential. So you got, you know, games on your PS4, your Nintendo Switch, and you're like, oh, what's going on with the NES? They, you know, is that game, are they still making games for that console? <laughs> and they're not, but some fans are making games, so that's not the point, okay? Nintendo made a game called Popeye in 1983, and then... Uh, very much rushed it to the Famicom in 1983 and then pushed it all the way to 1986 for the NES, but didn't fix anything. So we're going to go off those merits. You really want to play that game. (laughs) We're going to go off merits and find out, like, is that game essential to the NES library? And I don't mean when it first came out. I don't mean at the end of the NES's lifespan. We're talking about 2018. That's what it is right now. 
Is it worth playing today? Joe? So this is another like simple arcade-type game. I feel like we've been seeing a lot of these uh, since we started 1986, where it's a fun distraction, but it gets repetitive. I mean, there's still only three basic levels, which uh, there's like a pattern there where a lot of these arcade games just have three basic levels, and then you start over at level one where it's a little harder. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of fun, but overall, eventually it starts to feel repetitive. So I say no, not essential. Sean? Yeah, I'll agree. Um, I think that this game can be like it, it's great. I know that it, I know that's a mobile game now. I mean, it look, seems like it could be uh, Bandai Namco. Yeah, uh, mobile game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that same exact game, by the way, just nicer graphics. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where this game should live. Um, and that's coming from somebody that doesn't really like mobile games. But I did have a little bit of fun uh, while I was playing this middling game. Uh, so yeah, it's not essential. Sam. Yeah, I. I wasn't crazy about this game. I thought that it was it's charming with the music and everything, but that's about all it has going for it, I think. I think that I just didn't really have too much of a fun time playing it. And yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and I'll I'll agree. It's charming. Uh I don't even know if like a Popeye fan needs to play this game. It's interesting cuz it's a Nintendo made game that Miyamoto definitely wanted to make. But I'm going to mention that Miyamoto name again because we were talking about in the Mario Brothers episode how he's kind of on like a hot streak. And I think this is like a it's a little bit of a dud considering how much he wanted to make this game. I think he could have done something a little more interesting. And I'm kind of glad that games like Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, those games continue to like push his like boundaries and that he wasn't able to just secure popular media that he already liked and he had to kind of make up his own because it seems like that's where Miyamoto's strong points are at this point in his career is kind of being forced uh, into certain boundaries and saying like, okay, given what I have, here's what I come up with. And those things are usually brilliant. I feel like this is something that Miyamoto had to get out of his system. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, I did Donkey Kong, but if I had to do it again, <laughs> you know, because essentially he wanted that Donkey Kong game to be Popeye. So yeah. now it's almost like he's just like, well, I mean, if you're going to let me make a Popeye game, I guess it could go like this. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> it's just it's it's not that exciting to me. There's not enough there. Uh, the graphics are really wonky for NES games even. And for that reason, I just can't say that this is essential today. Uh, again, I don't even know if I could recommend this to a Popeye fan. Uh, I don't know if there are other Popeye games out there. Uh, I know there's one on the Game Boy, but it might just be a port of this. Mm. So that's what I have to say about all that. All right, and that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Balloon Fight, and be sure to play it yourself if you can. For more Nostalgia... Visit us at nostalgiacast.com. That's N E S T A L G I A cast.com. And you know what? If you're listening to the show, why not subscribe wherever you can? If you're listening on a podcast app, just hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the website, just come back. We upload episodes every Friday to make sure that you guys get your nostalgia fill on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, and if you do go to the website, just check out if, if, uh, if baseball's haunted, Sean said it, not me. Uh, but I did write that article full disclosure. So, uh, and I, in fact, I wrote, um, both articles that are currently on that, but I'm sure by the time of this recording, I've written at least one or two more if I'm worth my salt. So with that in mind, I'm your host, Michael Esposito. I've been joined by Sean Tresman, Sam Smith, and Joe Castu. And you can find me on Twitter at Esposito Film. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
either. <laughs> Love that you brought up Space Ball. <laughs> it didn't yeah. even hit me until right now. You said goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Like, uh, and, you know, please rewind. I was still, I was please still rewind thinking about the, the podcast way you it. <laughs> before the next person listens. <laughs> <laughs> that felt like that felt like sometimes when i'm at work and i and because i don't i don't answer the phone as much as as i used to it sounds like the times when i pick up the phone i'm just like hello <laughs> hello <laughs> instead of like hello communications this is sean I'm just like hello <laughs> i when i answer the phone here i can't do i can't do hello i do like i do like what's up <laughs> like, what's going on why are you calling <laughs> no one knows how it ends is it no how great is the music in this game though? it was fun it's pretty good and then when things get in the water wait wait, wait let's, let's save it for the podcast <laughs> i don't want to make noises in the, you guys make the noises. Okay. this is my voice this is my this is my Merlin brando voice this is my Merlin voice are you ready to climb ladders, jump landings, eat spinach, and punch out Brutus? You cannot do that unless you eat the spinach. There being instructions unclear. That's in there. You cannot do that. Sound like donkey. Yeah, yeah. You cannot do that. And welcome to Nostalgia. And welcome to Nostalgia. Today we're talking about... <laughs> all right let's go the day we don't give a shit okay come on chris you ready to we should do yeah, one of those what okay uh, are you should, recording we should do one of those i'm recording just like don't give up you've been don't recording give, we did those for donkey guys i mean all right. I, I can't i'm not recording you guys so okay well yeah record okay